0: Welcome to Hey Watch This. I'm Paul Goble. I'm David Bax. And um, what a beautiful day it is here in Southern California. Yeah. Didn't you take the the bus and the train here? I took the train. See, I was at.
1: I've been at all weekend yeah. down in Hollywood at Highland uh-huh. for the TCM Classic Film Festival. Yes. My first time attending. It will not be my last. It, it was. I cannot even tell you what a blast it was to <laughs> so watch classic movies with a bunch of classic movie nerds uh-huh. uh, for four days or whatever. Uh, seriously, I had so much fun. That's but yeah, good. today I, I watched uh, an old western from 1932, introduced by uh, Leonard Maltin, and then I went to the bar at Cabo Wabo. Yeah, because they have free Wi-Fi. Okay. <laughs> because I needed to write for Battlefront. I needed to write up the you know the stuff I'd seen. Uh huh. Um, and I. Then, so I, and it's a bar that has like open windows to the outdoors, so I'm in the shade, but I'm also feeling the breeze and everything, Mm -hmm. writing about classic movies, drinking margaritas, and then I watched the end of the blues game. Let's go blues. Blues won. Seriously, it was a delightful, I guess, delightful afternoon.
0: And then you end it with this. And then I
1: took the train up here, and uh, yeah.
0: But did you walk from the train station?
1: uh, No, I had driven, I had parked at the train station. Oh, you parked at
0: the train station. Got it. No, if I
1: walked from. The train station to here. Yeah. I don't care how nice a day it is. I'd be in a bad mood.
0: Well, in the old days, yeah. when I used to live closer to the train station, you remember the, other, the other apartment oh, when the I was single? Then? No, no. Before that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Much really, closer to the train station. Yeah, yeah. yeah, by yeah. Service and leg. Dean Haglund used to walk when he'd, he'd yeah, take the train sense. and walk. But that's, we were talking earlier, that's why how I got my bike stolen because I was working at, on the Amazing Race way out by LAX. So I was trying to be a good person. I'd ride my bike to the train, take the train out there, train back home, that's ride my bike to, home.
1: Because that's one thing I, as much as I hate other people denigrating Los Angeles public transit, mm-hmm. people from other cities, it's like a it's like a little brother thing. Where yeah, it's like, yeah. I'll make fun of our transit system. You don't get shit. Right. But um, one thing I do hate about the transit system is that there's no easy way to get to LAX. I don't yeah. know, this, you're saying this was near LAX. Well, yeah, I was... But you can't, if you... Unlike Chicago, you cannot take the train
0: directly to... Either
1: O'Hare or Midway, there are train stations for those, like literally at the airport. Yeah. Here, to get from my place, I would have to take (laughs) the red line to Union Station, and then switch to the blue line, and then get off and take a bus from the blue line stop to LAF. For
0: me, I would take... It was that, but then I would take the blue line to the green line. Which would take me to work, which was okay. right there at LAX. But I still had to walk the train. But the thing but what is... What I to do
1: now is i take... If I'm going to LAX and I'm going to take the train, yeah. I'll go to Union Station and there's a uh, flyaway show.
0: Right, that's so the you'd, best
1: you seven bucks or whatever and it takes you right The to
0: thing me. is, it was a drag, and just like public transportation always is, crowded and whatever. But it didn't take any more time. It took me just as much time. Yeah. It took 90 minutes, but... That's how much time it took driving, anyways. Yeah, that's uh, I so because I work. I live in North Hollywood.
1: I work in Beverly Hills, yeah. and as the crow flies, that's actually not that bad because it's just cold water. You just take cold water, yeah, literally but it's, right over. But it's I will take traffic, the train. Bro. From North Hollywood to Koreatown and then take the bus from Koreatown mm-hmm. to Beverly Hills And it will take me the same amount of time that it takes to drive yep. uh, in morning rush hour
0: And and you can read and listen to your iPod or be high or whatever you want Sleep. to do this Sleep
1: I, I've gotten really good in years of doing that I've only slept past my stop maybe four
0: times Yeah, yeah I, I, I got good at that in Chicago Yeah. Um, so you saw a lot of old movies this weekend Did yeah. you see any new movies that are good? Um, did I see any well, did I see any new movies that are good? No. Okay, what'd you see I saw playing? a
1: new movie that came out this weekend cool. called Mother's Day. Right. <laughs> the Gary Marshall, the, the third in his
0: trilogy. Is it the worst of the three?
1: I actually never saw the other two. Oh, okay. But I know the premise.
0: This one's pretty, pretty rough. Does it
1: have a huge cast? And, yeah, yeah. So
0: it's just like the other two.
1: I guess, yeah. It has a lot of interlocking stories. And some of them it's just like... Like, the Jennifer Frame story and the Kate Hudson story have yeah. nothing to do with one another, but they decided to write a couple of scenes where they're friends and they talk on the phone just to, like, make it seem like, mm-hmm. oh, let's just connect these by, let's say, we, no idea how they met or how they know each other or what their relationship is, but they're friends. Jennifer Frame yeah. and Kate Hudson talk on the phone. And that's, like, the only thing that connects those two. Is Hector Elizondo
0: in the movie?
1: Uh, of course. Okay. Uh, literally, it says in the end credits, Hector Elizondo, of course.
0: Oh, that's funny. Yeah, Okay, <laughs> or is it, maybe
1: it's as usual or naturally something something like that. that it says, yeah. He's the good luck the because good he's luck been actor. in every Gary Marshall movie for yeah. this. I don't know. As
0: he says, he's his good luck actor. He yeah. suggests everybody has a good luck actor. Um, but uh, that's yeah, the only thing you saw as far as new movies. That's the only thing I saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I heard it was terrible. Did you have you haven't seen the Jungle Book?
1: No, Tyler. Tyler saw it for Battle for Pretension and yeah. loved it. I'm, lo-
0: I'm really looking yeah, forward. We to saw that. it a couple of weeks ago. I thought it was awesome. I couldn't have loved it more. I thought That's it was great. great. That's great. I'm really looking yeah. forward to it.
1: Did you... Uh, as far as... I mean, like... Disney is, like, remaking all of their stuff in live action now. All their classic stuff in live action. They've been doing that for yeah. a few years. And, um... The Cinderella one is terrific. I don't know if you watched that. No, I remember you told me how much so you liked it. Yeah. yeah. I watched it multiple times.
0: No, it... Got the blue. It's Not, great. Yeah. The only... The only bad part is when King Louis sings a song, it seems a little forced...
1: That's exactly what Tyler said.
0: Yeah, because when Baloo and... Because there are only two songs. And when Baloo and Mowgli are singing their song, they're floating down the river singing to each other, like you might do with your pal. King Louie introduces himself and sings this very long song in the way of introduction, which is just basically... It's straight out of the movie. You know, there's no no reason for him to sing this whole song other than show, I guess. And also, since when was King Louie a giant...
1: I don't remember well, him being a dragon in the in the cartoon because he's an orangutan in the cartoon. Yeah, and orangutans are not actually found in that jungle, and so okay. they found this thing which I, I they it's like a Gigantopithecus or something. Is what yeah. that's called yeah, um, which is ext- and has been extinct for a hundred thousand okay. years, but is native to that that part of the.
0: Because he refers to himself as that in the song, he yeah. says that word. So. so that's
1: that's that was their thing. they wanted. I guess that was their way of. Trying to make it more realistic, I guess But mm-hmm. it's less realistic because this thing has been extinct For literally 100,000 years Yeah,
0: because I always thought the Jungle Book was dumb Because bears don't live in the jungle But they bring that up uh, Bagheera calls him a sloth bear uh-huh. Basically, he's a bear who doesn't prepare for winter Just eats till he's full and lays down And then the next day, gets up, eats till he's full, lays down Because there's no winter, it's the jungle uh-huh. and And that's exactly what he is He's a lazy sloth bear it's it's really it's really well done, and then there's music at the end in the credits. What you do like you feel with
1: it when when movies like only have a couple of songs? Doesn't it seem weird? Like, are you a musical or aren't you? Like Coraline?
0: Uh, I guess Coraline uh, had because Coraline was supposed to be a musical. They might yeah. be giants wrote all the music, and then they cut it. And there's only one song. Coraline's dad sings to her at one point.
1: Yeah, that's right. I didn't think about that. I was just thinking of the the. The Hobbit movie, where like the first movie, I've
0: never seen any Hobbit movies.
1: Okay, well the first movie has two songs in it. Okay, that's it, and then no, the other two don't have
0: any songs in them. It's really weird. Well, I don't know. It's like if there's if it's just people singing and playing instruments, that's fine. But if the, if it's like a musical where the well, music comes out of nowhere, names, yeah. it's fucking dumb. It's weird. It's stupid. Yeah, um, I've never well, seen I love any any Hobbit. Uh, J.R. Tolkien movie Except for the first cartoon The Ralph Bakshi okay. thing And I've never seen a Harry Potter movie I have never read one word out of any of those books Okay, are you proud of that? No, I just <laughs> It seems like you're proud It just uh, I just I myself find that unusual That uh, And I have kids too But still Have never. they
1: read the Harry Potter books?
0: I think when they were little They might have read one or two But they They weren't interested And so neither was I So, I don't give a f. Makes sense. All right. Uh, The one thing I will say I watched that uh, I have to tell you about is uh, The Path. People said that it it got better and it wasn't the show that I thought it was. So, Brooke and I watched a couple episodes and they're right. Because it's not a show about a cult. What they're basically setting up is, yes, this is certainly a cult. It's as close to Scientology as you can get. And I think I said this last week. People recognize it. Scientology ex-Scientologists recognize it so it's not about hey look at this crazy cult it's about how the people reconcile that and in that and then in the second episode they introduce like these investigators the cult squad or whatever these cops so that's another character mm-hmm. that you know and one of them is Rockman Dunbar who was on Terriers one of my favorite shows and then uh, they get more into why they did this why they did the cult and like uh What's his name? Hugh Dancy does this interview, goes on the local news and does an interview when everyone else says you shouldn't, but it's, it's like hugely popular. He kills it, so he's clearly using the cult for his own, you know, and he knows that their leader is in a hospital, so it's actually much more interesting. So I want to, for the first time ever, I want to uh, reverse my judgment on a show. And say the path is actually pretty good, and if you Literally find that the shit the first
1: time in the history of you being the king of TV.
0: No, on this show, okay. I've I've gone back many times in the old show. Like I said, Friday Night Lights is bullshit. I was I went back and watched it on your recommendation. Uh, Person of interest is one I turned around on. You know, we were just before we started recording, we were just talking about Friday Night Lights. Uh-huh. And Good Wife, the Good Wife, again a show we were just talking about. We were talking. About, I hated it. We were but,
1: talking about fake. Websites,
0: yeah, like Chum Hum.
1: Chum Hum, and my favorite one ever is on Friday Night Lights when they the the video of the drunk girl at the at the football party uh, goes online. It gets posted to friendpost.net.
0: <laughs> right, that's I remember in the in the nineties everybody was on friendpost.net. dot <laughs> um, All right, well let's talk about some TV shows. You ready? You want to do that? Let's do it. Okay, We're let's talk. Time about this week. Silicon Valley first. Okay. It was obviously it was super funny. It was, yeah, and I it was good. And it's great that you know three seasons in they can still deliver the jokes and the funny characters. Uh, they only added one new character, but very wisely Stephen Tabalowski, yeah. who we all recognize and already know and love. Yeah. So it's not like they're bringing in a weird a weird character or something um, like that. Remember that coder last year? That girl they brought in. Yeah. And then they basically said, okay, she's gone now. Yeah. Because she was kind of a neat character, but for whatever reason, maybe because of what they had set up in the beginning. Or maybe people just didn't want to see a interloper I think that's, that's there. one of the
1: things, if you go all the way back to my old TV podcast previously on, uh, my co-host Sean used to talk about, this is one of, the, one of the really interesting things about television, is that it gives writers and creators the freedom to go down an alley... Mm-hmm. And sort of like... Oh, that didn't turn out to be anything. And then you yeah. can go on with the story. You know, yeah. like... Uh, remember when... Remember when Wyatt Earp was on Deadwood? for Like, two episodes? Uh-huh. And they realized, like... I guess we can't do anything with Wyatt Earp. He's living now. Right.
0: Yeah, he's gone. And, and that's... And it's perfectly fine. You know, Lost is probably the best example. Mm-hmm. They want to introduce two characters that... For some inexplicable reason... People just despise. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with those two <laughs> characters. And certainly nothing wrong with the actors... And I remember that episode I actually liked. Expose. The Nikki. Yeah, and yeah right? Yes, I'm with you. I think
1: I think that I think that people are coming around on that. I think people hated it at first. Because I think everyone it was, just hated Nikki and Paulo. But yeah. I think on, on re revisiting Lost, Expose is actually a
0: really fun episode. Well Billy D. Williams is in it, so Yeah, but that's it's also awesome. a way
1: of it's kind of like what they did in season
0: two with the other forty eight days. It's a way mm-hmm. of revisiting the events of the show right. from a different point I think and I think that's why people were mad not necessarily at Nikki and Paulo but that it was sort of a retconning like basically they showed the first episode again and digitally in, inserted them yeah. in there yeah. which is exactly what they did and people felt kind of people who were really invested in the show already felt a little hosed so but in any case yeah. they they bring Get in yourself,
1: those people <laughs>
0: they bring in Tawalowski, who we know right away oh this is going to be great Yep. Um and it was and it was and and, and we knew exactly what was going to happen that he wasn't going to be the idiot from californication he was going to be this great smart dude yep. that they all looked up and said it's such brilliant writing because I mean it's almost it's almost childish in the structure where TJ Miller goes yeah well what has he done lately And they all go tick 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 In front of the computers that they're always sitting in front of And he goes well in the 90's he did this T.J. Miller oh yeah what would he do in the aughts Well then he did this Oh yeah well what has he done lately It's like they've introduced this character Literally reading his resume off the internet Yeah and And then but they still The amazing part is that they managed to make that funny When Richard says, you know, how's his mom now? Probably dead. Uh, (laughs) I was
1: like, yeah, that's probably why he started the foundation.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it's fucking hilarious. And on top of all that, everything makes perfect sense in this show. Nobody ever, like, you know why Richard would make such a rash decision. Yeah. You're like, wow, I I don't, it's not really smart of him to walk away, but I'd be pissed too. And I might do something like that and if he wanted to we sh- we saw if he wanted to he could go to any company and fuck around there and make millions of dollars yeah um but he he doesn't want to do that everyone else could do that as we saw big head did that that was his whole job to fuck around and he wanted to continue to fuck around yeah. um so that was believable
1: well that's something that i like i'm glad i stuck with the show because the first season i thought it was funny but i had some problems with the first season uh, and i think this was not a um an uncommon comparison in season one. A lot of people said it's like, oh, this is just Entourage for Silicon Valley. No I, way. But I kind of felt like that in the first season where every time, yeah. every episode would be like, oh no, what's going to happen? And then there'd be some sort of deus ex machina and you'd be like, oh, I guess we're okay. Right, right, right. And I, what I liked in season two is it really steered into that this sort of uh, cringe comedy thing where things just, like things just keep getting worse for them all the time. Like, everything goes bad for Richard all the time. Right. And he's just barely holding on, and I think that has added um, what you're saying about uh, everything dramatically making sense, Mm. and narratively making sense, and from a character standpoint making sense, it has added uh, so much tension, so much stakes uh, to the show. Yeah. So I, I, I thought the second season was... Uh, way better than the first And I hope the third season Continues to improve Yeah uh, I, And if Stephen Toblowski Is a regular Then that will be the case My favorite The, the hardest I laughed At the whole episode and I laughed plenty But the hardest <laughs> I laughed Was the fact that Stephen Toblowski's character Pronounces aviato The same way That T.J. Miller's character does Of course Even before, before T.J. Miller says it They
0: both yeah. say aviato You knew he would be <laughs> On his side then And those burns That scene was very funny When T.J. Miller Went in to burn him And that was funny stuff And it was funny The way he uh, was looking At his notes did you read... Uh, I don't know if you follow Stephen Tolowski on, on Twitter. No.
1: But apparently they did like... There's like 20 different takes of that. Oh, I believe Of just TJ Miller going on like all different kinds of stuff. Liking and Ike. At the end of... 20 different takes and at the end of every take,
0: TJ Miller ate
1: ate a muffin off the, off the buffet. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah.
0: The show is done with funny people. Funny people in charge. Like Modern Family. You put funny people on it. You got funny people in charge. It's going to end up funny. And... If they can keep this believability, this episode, I thought everybody, top to bottom, did exactly what they would do. Um, like you know, Jared's already made it clear he's got this unhealthy obsession. He basically is in the Richard business. He he doesn't care what uh-huh. what Richard does. He's go, he wants to be his valet or whatever, his yeah. assistant. So he's in the Richard business, which people do. Yeah. People who are less talented but can recognize amazing talent. It's, I, I know this is going to sound misogynistic, but it's mostly women who are smart enough to go, Holy shit, this guy's not bad looking, and he's a genius. i got to jump on
1: this. <laughs> but the thing about Jared is he is incredibly talented. In, some, in some aspects of running the business... He knows more than anyone there, but that's uh, running has, a business, which is a, a skill right. all its own. Right. And and right. yeah, hey, I did love him
0: packing Richard's bag for him and then placing it on his shoulder like his mom. I'm just so proud. <laughs> yeah, and that's what that relationship has become. And then uh, you got Gilfoyle and Dinesh who make the right decision to say, "Well, we we shouldn't quit. We don't. We're quitting with nothing. At least Richard's quitting with his genius talent, but we're quitting with literally nothing. So why wouldn't we stay?" And then they realize Oh Richard was right He was 100% right When he said We can't do this alone It's so yeah, fucking the, perfect the, the whole Rigby thing Was very funny Again And that reminded me that, that went back to the You know Where they did the whole Double jerk off thing It's like Just the way they think They said Well we're yep. going to have This conversation But can Ooh, we yeah. just skip The Richard's <laughs> a, great <a> butt Dictionary <laughs> shortcuts. <laughs> right Yeah It's like their way Of solving problems uh-huh. Yeah And on top of all that It's funny the thing I liked best was how the show ended because every every step of the way, Richard goes in there and he's mad, and because this chick is autistic or whatever, she can't sit him down and go, "Listen, Richard, we love you." The way the way Stephen Tobolowsky basically did, she says, "This is the she lays it out. This is exactly what's best for the company and what needs to be done." And she's right, but it's an emotional issue at that point. It's not a business issue. And then his dick lawyer. It, it finally shows what a dick he is uh-huh. He's a giant dick uh, And even it, even TJ Miller says you gotta meet this guy He's gonna turn your head around And unfortunately they get in that big fight And once he does meet him It's exactly what happens Because if you were Stephen Tablowski in that situation And the dude who created the company Said fuck you guys I don't want to work there Why would you want to work there Why would you want to run the company uh-huh. Right you wouldn't Because first of all you're starting off on the wrong foot Hey, everybody, welcome to the first day. I know the guy who created this is suing us, Uh right? Who would want to fucking even work there, let alone run that company? And it's the smart thing to do. Maybe he was playing him and manipulating him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But in the end, he knew, well, if Richard's not doing it, I'm not doing it. So I either got to get him to do it or move on. And clearly, it's not like he was hurting for a job, right? He's a rich dude. He didn't need that gig. So it all fucking made sense. Perfect sense. And then same with uh, The Huli shit The Huli story yeah. Like okay How can I Get out of this Cause it, That was my favorite part Of last year How he just kept going Farther and farther Into that hole It was obvious They had no idea What was going on And he was just Flat out lying now About the nucleus it's thing You know awesome. Yeah And so And so he finally says Alright I gotta cut I gotta cut and run But luckily He's able to fire All these people And keep save all this money And look like a like an awesome dude uh, when of course he's just a prick and, and then and big head yeah whole, say, that, what is the uh, best uh, thing we can do with this money and they even say uh, improve the daycare
1: yeah <laughs> uh, give
0: it uh, employee bonuses no give it give all of it every penny 20 million dollars <laughs> to one dude just to get him the fuck out of here because I fucked up so
1: badly um I, my favorite uh, recurring character in the show since season one has been that gu- the guru guy. Uh-huh. Uh, I ca- I call him Wing Coin. Um, that's funny. Yeah, he does the thing Wing Coin. Um, but him leaving the big gulp right. in the chair and yeah. walking away, and big Head saying, "Can I have? Can I have?" That's your all big he cared gulp? about. Uh, that was very funny. Um, before we move on to the next show, I also want to say this from a film nerd, nerd point of view: the that last shot of Richard starting to leave. And then not leaving. Yeah. Was really fascinating to me. Yeah. Because it sort of looks like the standard like shot, the camera attached to the hood of the car. Uh-huh. But it's moving like it's handheld. So I'm not sure where the camera operator was as he's driving. If he was literally just backing up in front of the car or whatever. Maybe he was because, on the hood. And maybe he was on the hood because then when Richard changes his mind and backs up, the camera stays where it is and we
0: see the car back up.
1: It's a really cool shot. Yeah, maybe the guy was on the condition. hood and
0: he... Hit the brakes... Because he was in a driveway. He wasn't going very fast. Yeah, yeah. He could hit the brakes... Then the guy slides off with right. the probably camera. Probably got
1: a guy holding him. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah that's probably exactly yeah, how it, it was. was.
1: It was really cool. I like that, that show. Was.
0: Yeah, that's and that's another great thing about this show... That it's... you know Because it's realistic... Uh, it's funny because all the new shows that premiered on Sunday... There's this, Veep, Game of Thrones... And then something else... Come back too? I don't know. But in, in any event... This is like the how only... make it in America? This is the only <laughs> show on HBO... That is like a true. That is a real story. You know that could really happen. You know what I mean? Not a fantasy or fiction or uh, ridiculous. What's what? What's the word for what? Veep is satire. Yeah, satire. Just extreme satire. Right. Uh, My favorite joke, and I think is the best joke in the whole episode, is when the woman says, "Well," uh, or I guess it's Belson says, "Well, statistically, twenty percent of the people at this company can be fired. One out of five people isn't doing their job." And to illustrate it, they show the five people at the same side of the table, and one guy not only is on his phone, but then goes, I'm sorry, what? I wasn't listening. (laughs) Which was great, because it was almost like, well, what else can he do? Yeah, Belson's a dick, but this guy just proved his point. And then later on, they show that guy's gone. In the scene later on in there, there's four people and not five. And you notice that. Yeah, and it's fucking great. I wanna say this. The great thing about this episode About the realism Is that not only Like when Richard comes in He's angry And they're, everybody's doing the right thing And it's realistic But it also Proves my point about How the people who say You know It's not personal It's business Are full of shit Because this woman Who is physically incapable Of showing empathy or sympathy uh-huh. You know I'm not blaming her I'm not saying she's a bad person Clearly she's got a Defect of some sort uh-huh. And she thinks she's doing... She is, in fact, doing her best. She's doing the best job she can. And she purposely got into this line of work so she wouldn't have to worry about people's feelings. And then this dude walks in who's clearly upset. And unfortunately, you got his shitty lawyer there who doesn't care about his feelings. And you got this woman who can't care about his feelings. And then this other woman who only wants to keep her job. So nobody sits him down and goes, listen, Richard, I know it sucks. And maybe it's not until he goes to prison and his lawyer, his felon lawyer, says him, Lloyd Braun. Yeah, Lloyd Braun is. Yeah, Brooke always calls him that too. Matt McCoy, who's a brilliant actor, I think he says he says flat out, eat shit now because it's going to be the yummiest thing you're ever going to (laughs) eat if you don't. I guarantee you. It come you know, next year you're going to be begging to eat shit because the shit you will have been eating all year is not going to be shit. Yeah. It's going to be much worse. Yeah, we
1: didn't even talk about that mustache
0: thing. Oh, God, that was great. <laughs> I, I, I love it. when he
1: picks up, puts the phone to his ear, and the mustache moves onto his hand.
0: Which is just like what they said. That's the <laughs> thing that's going to end up on your ear. Yeah, I love that because, I mean, <laughs> business is, is business, yes, and we all do have to eat a little shit just in life. In where you work, you got to eat some shit. Where in your relationships, you got to eat shit. Friends, wives, moms, dads, whatever. We all got to eat shit sometimes. And you remember that episode of The Wire when the, the new mayor sat oh, down? Yeah,
1: and, of, yeah.
0: and he kept telling him, this is what your job is. Eating shit over and over again yeah. so you can get stuff done. The people who don't eat shit are the same people who don't get shit done. Right. And, that's, and that's a truism and a fact of life. But we need to work together so when someone's like, hey man, here's a bowl of shit... I'm really sorry you have to eat this. You gotta be sympathetic to that guy yeah. when he's eating shit and vice versa. And that's the problem. People who just say, hey man, here's your shit. Sorry, it's just business. And they put it in front of you and walk away. Those people are ruining the fuck. They're ruining this country. And that's why we needed, like Bernie <laughs> Sanders. I don't wanna tell you who to vote for, but Bernie Sanders is the guy who says, yeah, this country sucks and we gotta eat a lot of shit. But we can eat a little bit of shit altogether. And make it better, so no one has to eat shit, as opposed to the the bottom people eating a ton of shit, and the top people eating none. Everybody has to eat shit. I'm sorry. Everybody gets an equal amount of shit to eat. And I say, the richer you are, the more shit you eat. Okay. See, I was with you for I, I was with you until that. Wait, you saying the rich people don't have to eat more shit?
1: I'm saying everyone should. When you said the first time, everyone should have to eat the same amount of shit. Yes, but I'm then saying you, then you went and made it. Nice. No, i uh, vindictive. I'm saying
0: The more successful No, I'm not saying vindictive I'm saying if you work harder You will be more successful But part of that work you're doing Is That's shit a good eating point. That's a good point That's part of the, the way we live life If you want to be homeless And never eat shit Never answer to someone You can do that Unfortunately, you will literally Probably end up eating shit sure. To survive Because sure. you're homeless We all got choices, David Yep That beard proves it this my, Yeah, my beard is starting to get out of control <laughs> <laughs> yes, you've making the cho- you've made the choice to not tend that beard.
1: I was okay, yeah. This is not as bad as it was. Last, no, like, it, you don't look it like a Duck Dynasty guy, but yeah, but it I, I, still I, it does need some. Uh,
0: also, candy. because your hair is still brown, it's barely gray, so it's really thick. My my beard is so gray, it doesn't matter. Okay, that's I'm that pirate gray beard. All right, this show is great. Yep. Um, so you mean
1: this show? Hey, watch this.
0: No, I don't know. <laughs> hey, wait, you just ended the show. We're only <laughs> no. halfway through, a eh, hole. Uh, all right. So trivia last week was about um, uh, Smiley's people. It was about the character George Smiley. About Smiley and his people. My my question. <laughs> well, my initial question was name the two actors
1: who had played him on TV. You had already named out Guinness beforehand, so right it became name the other actor who played him on TV. And you
0: gave great hints, but I could not figure it out. The great hints being he was in a that, major fran- movie franchise.
1: Americans pro- maybe don't know his name, but certainly know him from being in the first and third installments of a major American action franchise in the 80s and early 90s. <laughs> um,
0: and uh, Even though he's English, and he was English in those movies. Yes, but one person got it right. Yes, well a couple people did. But the first one to get it right was our friend Niall O'Brien over in uh, Ireland. Remember he told us all about Finn McCool. Uh-huh. Remember that, um, and he said he gave us the whole rundown on Smiley and his people, um, but he did get it right, and he wants a shout out. So well,
1: we haven't said who the answer is, what the answer is yet.
0: Oh, we haven't. Nope. What is it? Denholm Elliott. We all remember Denholm Elliott from he was uh, what's his character's name in Indiana Jones? I'm
1: drawing a blank, but he is yeah, Indiana Jones's boss, or the curator, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the
0: man wants... the best scene is. If from I guess the the third movie Last Crusade yeah. yeah is when he's saying you'll never find him he's a genius he knows a million languages he'll blend in and then the next scene is him walking down the Indian road going hello can somebody <laughs> help me hello does anyone speak English and he's wearing this white suit <laughs> waving things it's fucking brilliant and it, I remember it got the biggest laugh in the theater huh. and then later on when Sean Connery asked him, is that true? He says, no. He once got lost in his own museum. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking brilliant. And he's he's got a bigger part in that movie, too. He's much funnier. But he's been in great stuff. Yeah. Wasn't he the butler in um, Trading Places?
1: Oh, that sounds right.
0: Yeah. He was great in that. I think that was him. Uh, anyway, so this week's trivia question is my turn. Uh, I couldn't remember, but I, I, I came up with a question anyway. So, <laughs> okay. um... Uh, we're going to talk about United Shades of America with Kamal Bell. And some of you might remember I used to watch his old show, Totally Biased, mm-hmm. with Kamal Bell on FXX. I yeah. really liked it. Uh, it was
1: Denholm Elliott in training
0: place. There you go. And um, and I used to like uh, uh, Totally Biased a lot because of the guests he had. He would have on comedians and stuff, but not super famous ones. Um, and, and then he would just have on interesting people that you wouldn't see other places. And one time he had a band on. And it was the only time this band, the only time they ever had a musical guest on the show. But he had a band on once who was really cool, and they just released a new record, or at least a new single, because they got a record coming out. What's the name of that band? And I'm pretty sure you've heard of them because I'm sure I have, they but... play the kind of music you enjoy. Okay,
1: but I mean that seems really vague. They a, they just have a new single out.
0: Yeah, I just saw it and I played it for Brooke. You, got, you don't have any other clues than that? Well, they're the only band who was on that show ever. Okay. They got that... guitars in them in the band? Or uh, no? Yeah. It's a guitar band. I wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say it's a guitar band,
1: but they have guitars. Yeah. Hot Chip?
0: No, it's not Hot Chip.
1: Yeah, they don't have new music. I think that guy from Hot Chip has a new song. I don't even know what that is. What is Hot Chip? Is that a band? Yeah, Hot Chip's a really good band.
0: Oh, all right. Wait, here they are. I'm going to show you because I still got it here. Oh uh, where is it you're gonna, oh you're gonna show me the answer yeah
1: so is it is it a white white guys in the band
0: I'm not I, I don't want to give any any uh any clues it's that's the name of the band Oh you've yes. heard of them right I have heard of them yeah. and they're they, you like their music no oh it's okay the, it's
1: the kind of music it is under the umbrella of a kind of music that I like. All right, so I was right about that. not a fan of that band.
0: All right, well there you go. That's the name of the band. Uh, yeah, but and they do have a new song out. I listened to it. It's not, not good. there. You go. Okay, <laughs> so this was a good trivia question. Then, so if you know the name of that band, you write to me, Paul at thekingoftv.com. Uh,
1: okay. I want to clarify for the listeners. Yeah, you said this. You would not describe it as guitar music. This yeah. is guitar
0: music. Okay, this I would, would like describe a it as. Heavy band. I would describe it as heavy metal. Right, Maybe that's even guitar music. Death metal. Uh, really? No, it's not death metal. Um, not, not, get what it, what it, what is guitar music? It's got a guitar in it? That's almost all music. Basically
1: rock. I, what I'm saying is, okay. Was is this a pop group, like churches or something that's like synth based? Oh, know, if you asked if it was
0: a pop group, I'd have said no.
1: Okay.
0: I know it's not a pop group. Okay. But, but yeah. Um, I think guitar music, is it drum metal music? Metal is guitar music. <laughs> okay. It's but rock. Aren't other but, have, but also, also just, rock is rock is guitar yes, music. Maybe but, I should have just said rock. Is it rock music? But I would say it's more than rock music. It's it's not. I think metal falls under rock. But why be is, then? Why get specific at all? Is it music? Yes. Okay. Well, you know, Miles Davis said there's only two kinds of music, good and bad. There you go. That's how I live my life. That's what I, I say that about TV all the time. And even bad TV is good sometimes. Sometimes we like the bad TV, and just like we like. The shitty music. Explain Ween and the White Stripes to me. Right?
1: Um, man, so that, you just like went in two very different directions. Because I will agree with you that Ween are terrible. And yeah. I'm like ashamed that I was ever into them. There you go. Uh, the White Stripes are fucking great,
0: though. One of my favorite jokes... Because Brooke is in love with Jack White and always has been. And understandably so. Guy's a great musician. Uh-huh. Pretty fucking cool. And if I was a chick, cool. I'd probably be into him, too. But I, I constantly... Uh-huh. And take every opportunity to make fun of the White Stripes because it's not a real band. It's Jack White and his old girlfriend hitting a fucking tin can with a it's stick.
1: ex-wife, actually.
0: Okay, in any case, and sometimes I'll, like, sit in a restaurant and go, check it out, I'm Meg White. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when they were on SNL, she didn't even play in one of the songs. The second number they did was just him in a guitar while she literally sat behind him at the drums. What the fuck? It's just a marketing thing, right? That's why he abandoned her as soon guess, as they were famous. I don't know. He knew. He's like, "Listen, I can't go out there by myself because people won't take me seriously. I'm a white guy, so we're going to dress up in these weird outfits." He said this. He said no one would take me seriously as like a real uh like die-hard blues kind of guy because he was a young white dude. And he said, "So what can I do to make people take me seriously?" Well, I can be as ridiculous as possible. So then people have to concentrate on the music. That's exactly what he did. <laughs> Dressed him and his ex-wife up in dumb costumes. And to,
1: I mean, I know this is like long gone now, but if you remember at the time, the story was that they were brother and sister. Do you remember that, that was a rumor. No, I think that was intentionally put out there by them. Oh, okay. I think that was part of their like marketing thing at the See, beginning. See, because by the time I heard they of them... presenting themselves as a brother-sister duo, right. even though they were a divorced couple.
0: Yeah, the, by the time I had heard of them, the rumor was they were one or the other some people said they're a brother and sister some people said they were they were exes so uh but in any case it was it got people talking about something besides his whatever in, uh gen, genuineness genuinity in authenticity, authenticity sure they w- and and they just listened to the music and they and they almost like they got tricked into going yeah he's a good musician which he clearly is and uh but yeah the fucking that's bad that's my point. It's it's all music. There's good and bad music, but uh, to say that this band is a guitar, guitar rock, guitar band. Yes,
1: this band is a guitar
0: based band. This is what band isn't a guitar based band? ELO because no. they have a violin in ELO it. ELO is
1: a guitar based band. I'm saying fucking In Sync is not a guitar based band.
0: They're not a band. They're a boy group or a boy band.
1: Okay. Then I said churches. Churches is not a guitar. I don't know what band. that is. All
0: right, you're you're out of touch, bro. <laughs> I guess I am. I'm just an old man. Um,
1: Grimes. I guess what about that's the a Beach Boys?
0: Act. They have a lot of guitars. Yeah, that's guitar music. <laughs> that's everything. Everything is guitar music. Then Every-
1: okay, not the Pet Shop
0: Boys. Why not? They don't have guitars.
1: But it's not guitar based. Maybe this is just in my head. I think it this
0: is. It's 100% in my head. All rock music is guitar based. As soon as somebody plugged in the electric guitar, <laughs> it all became guitar based. Where were you? All but folk saying, music is guitar based too. music now that is so synth based. Yes.
1: You know, like, uh, I don't know. Skrillex. Vangelis. <laughs> okay, or Skrillex, the modern day Vangelis. <laughs> Um, that is music that is appreciated that it gets lumped in. It's a popular
0: music. Yeah. But it's not guitar-based. You're right. And okay. it's also not rock or roll. It's not rock and or roll.
1: Okay. I, I, I feel like we have gone oh, too man. far afield here. All right, I, I have a I, very I'm clear sorry.
0: idea in my head of What music has guitars in it What music doesn't I know But that idea you have in your head You somehow convinced yourself That it's the same scale everybody else uses Which I I don't think is true I asked you
1: if this was a guitar band And you said no Like They're not a pop band And they're not a hip hop group They
0: play guitar Okay so those are the three types of band Pop, hip hop, and guitar (laughs) (laughs) Those are the three types of music you can listen to Jesus. Okay, you're your serious right. station must be crazy. <laughs> what do you want to listen to, everybody? I got pop, guitar, and what was the other one? Hip-hop. And hip hop. Those are the only three <laughs> musics we can listen to. And by the way, the the pop is in uh, sync. The hip hop, Beastie Boys, and the Wait, rock, why, Boys? and the rock is Aerosmith. <laughs> Okay, I
1: don't like Aerosmith.
0: I don't know why you... Why why would you say Beastie Boys? Because they're all mainstream white groups, if you ask me. Beastie Boys is the most edgy one of the three.
1: Okay, but I I listen to plenty of music that's not by white people. Why would you think that my taste in hip-hop is like...
0: I like Eminem. Well, if you can only... And I like Beastie Boys and I like half the Run the Jewels songs. If you only listen to three types of music and you're almost 40... I'm going to make fun of you for. Am I a-
1: almost 40?
0: Yeah. How old are you? 33? No, that's almost 40. <laughs> it's not 40. It almost is, though. Well. <laughs> oh, I thought you were older. I thought you were uh, reaching up. That's why you're not gray anymore. Anyway, send your answers okay. to Paul at the TV. Paul at thekingoftv.com and follow me on the the Twitter at, at Paul Goebel Show. Be my friend on the Facebook. All that you can. I got a great. I got a great uh, email today from this guy who always emails me. He's emailed me since I was on Beat the Geeks. Uh-huh. Every couple of months he emails me. The first email is always, "Can I ask you a question about blank?" Whatever the show is, he'll say, "Can I ask you a question about the blacklist?" And it can it be- send? Yes, and I have to write back and go. Yes, you may <laughs> yes, please proceed. But what's funny? I, it was annoying at first, but it's funny to me now. Somehow there's a virus on this guy's computer, and every time I write back to him, I get a spam email back immediately. That he, and it's happened for ten years. <laughs> and he clearly, this is the guy who I said, "Hey, I'm talking about it next week on my podcast." And he said, "You have a podcast," uh, but he writes, "Can I ask you a question about the blacklist?" And I said. Yes you can And he wrote back and, he, and it was about this most recent episode Where uh, James Spader was like in a house alone And he was having a delusion And talking to a woman who wasn't there It was a really cool kind of a oh, okay. Bottle episode I was,
1: For some reason I was picturing blackish no, yeah, I was like, "James Spader's on the black blackish here? list." The blackish,
0: but he asked me, "Was that woman in his imagination?" And I said, "Yes, she was." And he writes back, "Who was she?" And I writes back, "I don't know. I've never seen her before, and I've never met the guy. I don't know him on any social media, so I don't know if he's a child or if he's, you know, uh, mentally unbalanced or if he's just a simple dude. I don't know anything about him, but I love getting his emails yeah, because." It sounds- It's really fun. And a lot of times he'll ask me... One time he wrote and said, Why was blah, blah... Why was whatever show canceled? Like, it was my decision. And I just write back, Well, nobody watched it and ratings were bad. Therefore, they couldn't sell commercials to people and Mm -hmm. make the show viable as a product. That's how television works. (laughs) But I love it when people write me and ask me, like... As if I control things like that. Uh, And he... He writes me all the time So you can write me all the time too I don't care um, And I want to give you guys a heads up uh, I'm starting a new podcast With my friend Brock uh, Brock Wilson called Bottle Episode And it's about TV Did I tell you about this?
1: You've talked about this multiple times On the show, right? Okay, yeah.
0: so we're starting I'm it. very
1: excited about being a guest at some point
0: Yeah, well, we'll see um, Well, we're going to do an episode all about guitar music And I need to find an expert um, <laughs> but we did a few episodes already and Brock's going to put one up. So, uh, just watch, watch, you know, my Twitter and my Facebook and stuff and I'll post it when it's ready, but I'd love you to listen to it and let me know what you think. David?
1: Um, all right. I, I just want to be on this bottle episode show really bad. Why? Because um, you don't
0: get a chance to drink
1: enough? I guess that's not true. I, yeah. I, I drink whatever I want, I guess. That's what I'm saying. Um. But I like TV. I I don't know. Uh,
0: Is it it because this is the only time you watch TV is for podcasts?
1: These days, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'll get back to it. But are you saying you don't want me to be a
0: guest on Battle No, I was kidding. Of course (laughs) I do.
1: All right. Um, You can find me at battleshippretension.com. That's where you can find this week. You can find all of my write-ups from the TCM Classic Film Festival, which is a blast. Uh, All sorts of other stuff there, including links to uh, my podcast, Battleship Pretension, and this podcast. Uh, hey, watch this. Uh, end of the show again. <laughs> oh, um, damn it. You can email me at David at BattleshipPretension.com, and you can and should follow me on
0: Twitter at Davey Pretension. And you uh, still have the, bon- the bonus episodes, what are you calling it, premium episodes? Yeah.
1: Uh, there's, for the commentary All, all of Batman. our past ones are still available, but yes, the most recent we did. Uh, thank you for bringing it up. Um, last weekend, I guess, we um, sat down and watched uh, all four... Uh, Burton slash Schumacher Batman movies um, from 89 to 97. I uh, watched them all in a row and had a roster of guests joining us and, and cycling in and out uh, throughout them. And it,
0: uh, As always, it was a really fun time. Yeah. What, which one has sold the most?
1: Uh, you know, Tyler would know that, but I I, mean, I people bet it... tend... To, we, we make it... We, we make it worthwhile of to course. buy them as a People tend to buy all four because okay. the idea is they're three three dollars each, or ten dollars for all four. Right, which is how much a piece?
0: Ten dollars. Uh
1: huh. That's ten dollars a piece. <laughs> um, uh, and that's generally how people buy them, and it's how, it's how we recommend people buy them because that's that's how you get the full experience.
0: You get of course, sort of but there's got be
1: recurring jokes that.
0: But there's got to be somebody who only buys. I'm sure. One. Yeah. I, I, I wanna Tyler, Tyler it would
1: have the numbers on that. Like think.
0: somebody's mom only listens to their episodes. Sure. All right. So, United Shades of America. Now, for those of you who don't know, this is Kamal Bell's new show. It's on CNN, and um, it's also you know uses comedy to talk about issues. And in this case, uh, you know, I think the show is going to be about race probably every week.
1: But, yeah, with the name I'm guessing shades means shades of color.
0: Exactly. It won't yeah. be just it won't be all about black and white. It will be about mm-hmm. all races. Mm-hmm. Um which is good because as we saw, I already knew this, but he revealed he's he married a white woman. They have a daughter, she's mixed race, oh. obviously. And his old show, one of the things I loved about it was his writing staff was that Aparna Nanchera, who's clearly brown, Harry Condobolo, who's clearly brown. You know, uh, Dwayne Kennedy is a black guy, Guy Branham, gay, Janaine Brito, gay, Uh, uh, who else wrote for that show? Some other, uh, oh, uh, uh, Kevin Kataoka, Asian, (laughs) it was, the show was, and and of course a bunch of white people too, and dudes and ladies and Jews and Gentiles, and it was really, a really uh, melting pot, and I assume he has the same thing for this show. But he, you know, he talks the talk and he walks the walk. So that's what I loved about the show was that he's not full of shit, you know, and he really wants to do this. And I think this episode, obviously, they showed this one first because it's about the clan and shit. Yeah. But I think this is this uh, this show is like he wants to do more. Like I think he said, "Let's just push it further." You know, uh, they canceled totally biased because it was too too light, too fluffy. Well, let's give them something to cancel. So, and as watching it as a white man, it was weird to me because I'm sure, like you, I, f- I felt for the most part that it was ridiculous. What we were watching was ridiculous. That cross burning ceremony. I'm sorry,
1: cross lighting. <laughs>
0: Don't turn your back to the cross, back away from it. All that shit. Even when the the friendliest guy, the friendliest Klansman in the whole episode, goes, Yeah, we're not racist against home base. Or we're not racist against Home Depot. Uh, And I said, You don't know what racist means, clearly. You are racist, but you're not quite sure what that means. Uh, And I and I thought, that's pretty cool. And yet, and yet I, you know, like I said, my main feeling was one of just like pity, like, wow, these people are sad. But if I was a black dude amongst them. And granted, he had crew and stuff. And I'm sure somebody was packing. Somebody on the crew had to have a gun, I'm sure. So? I, I'm. I'm. I'm I, I wouldn't have been safe. Like, if it was me, and I was the black guy, I wouldn't have had a gun. But I would have said, who here has a license to carry? Please bring it with huh. you. Um, yeah, because uh, you know all those Klansmen are, right. sure. are yeah. for sure packing. So, oh, yeah, the
1: one that... When he went to the one compound, because yeah. I didn't like it being called a compound. Anymore. Right. That's what it is. There was, yeah, a guard and just a just a Absolutely. redneck and a t shirt and a an big ass gun. rifle. Yeah,
0: yeah. and the first guy they meet, uh, you know, he meets him at night, said he was going to be alone, but he wasn't. There was other dudes in the car, and he kept his mask on, and they, you know, they that disguised let, his actually, voice.
1: The, I liked that it was so funny, in addition to being like, really like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, it was really funny, and one of the biggest laughs was that guy talking about the clan evolving and Kumam saying. Do you think someday you'll evolve it to where you have a mouth hole because you're kind of hard to understand? <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, I like that he still told jokes. Yeah,
1: I, I love that he when the Klan uh, internet news show. Yeah. That he just started like not being about race, but just as a TV veteran, he was like, "Let me tell you how you can make your yes. show better," and like worked as a their director for. Well, because so, that.
0: That's so funny to me again, just like me, I'm sure you saw that. Is basically a cable access show. Yeah. They just do it on the internet instead. And you saw it and went, "Oh my god!" Well, what high schooler is directing this? <laughs> They're sitting too close together. Uh-huh. The sound is shit. They're wearing terrible outfits. It's like even if you were a redneck or a white supremacist supremacist, you'd watch this and go, "Who are these idiots?" I'm gonna go listen to Glenn Beck instead. And, you know, they weren't looking in the right place. They weren't looking in the camera. And it was almost like he couldn't help himself. Like he had to say something being a guy who had his own TV show. I will say, here's what I liked about the show. I liked that he didn't, you know, smirk at the camera ever. He didn't go like, hey, check out this guy. It was none of that. He was very respectful and so was everybody else, which is nice to see. Um, I liked that he showed them warts and all, you know, when they were at the cross lighting And these guys were like they were at a barbecue, but it was like the most racist barbecue ever. (laughs) I like that. That like, no, these guys aren't violent right now, Mm -hmm. but they clearly, there's something wrong with their brain. And then he interviews the best version of that. A guy who says he works for God, who wears suits all day long, and yet strongly, absolutely believes that black people can't function on their own. And they need the white man to help them make decisions otherwise they will destroy themselves. Which is. It's of course just ludicrous. Yeah. It's the most ridiculous thing you can say. But he truly believed that. And he wasn't even like white supremacist. It's more, it's more just like. I have a, a belief about black people. That I strongly believe. Whether it's true or not. And that's what I base all my decisions about. And like Kamal asked him. But all white people are great. And he said absolutely not. Many white people are trash. Uh-huh. He said that's not what it's about. And that's. And I think that's a key because so many people in the Klan or whatever, white power, they believe the pure race, the Nazis, you know. They say we're, you know, we're pure, uh, blonde hair, blue eyes. They talk about purity constantly. We're better than everyone else. But he wasn't about that. Well, that's the thing. They,
1: uh, I don't know about him specifically, but like yeah, a number of these guys say that. Like, we're not anti-black, we're just pro-white. Yeah. But then they turn around and, without even thinking, like, say, use terms like mud race. Mm-hmm. Like, the same people who were just saying, yeah. we're just about white pride, then refer to any other, uh, refer to, like, the Jews as a dirty race, refer to blacks as a mud race. Yep. It's, uh It's shocking, the lack of self-examination. Absolutely. But here's the thing that I liked about this, though. If it had just been an hour of showing how fucking idiotic and hateful these clan members are it would have been I guess that would have been kind of a preaching to the choir type thing Mm -hmm, you know right exactly it would have gotten old probably really old we know these people already 10 Mm -hmm. minutes in um, and it wouldn't have given anyone any reason to think but what I like about Kumau and his approach is to find the positivity is to find that these the clan is dying off; it's smaller than it's ever been. Right, and these communities that the clan is not even in, they're essentially adjacent to at this point. Yeah, don't approve of them and don't want them. And he found this tiny town where yeah. a group of almost entirely white business owners is getting together once a week to talk
0: about. Race issues. And, and, like, and, and burn across every once in a while. Uh,
1: no, I'm talking about the... Uh, the. Oh, you're talking the, about... The, the, the council. The, the council, right. They have, yeah. yeah,
0: they formed a group yeah. basically to combat this. We don't yeah. want this and in that, our like, town.
1: Yeah, like he found hope in that. Like And the one woman coming out of the grocery store and saying... This white woman saying, I'm so glad to see a person of color in our right? town. Like, that's that's crazy. I and mean, the other guy, a- like, tearing up and putting his
0: arm around Kumau. Like right? Was, and, and he was, like, ashamed. He was a little ashamed. Yeah. like. No, we love black people here Because he knew exactly what Kamau was talking about And he was an old And both of these people He was an old, fat, old white man (laughs) Clearly retired, working class The lady who said that was like an old She wasn't super old But she was probably retirement age And her hair was gray And she was like, oh, it wasn't like uh, You know, because it could have looked That could have easily looked gross Like a young teenager Hey, a black guy in our town Beat it, kid (laughs) We don't need to see that but they were genuine. Everybody yeah. was genuine. It was all genuine, hundred percent. And that of if anything bothered me about the show, it would be the stand-up part. Uh, and I understand that's how they, you know, they made it lighter by having people there enjoying it and laughing and seeing, seeing it from all sides. And it was also a great way to bookend everything and 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 keep and basically keep as a reminder: come out as a comedian. This is this should be funny. It's okay yes. to laugh. Here's actually why I liked
1: the stand-up part. Um, take like the... Uh, I mean, I haven't watched The Daily Show in years, but like the old Daily Show, when they would go interview people and essentially make fun of them. Right. Right? Yeah. Essentially, what this did is it made the interview portion, it allowed the interview right. portion to be serious, right. and then took the making fun part mm-hmm. and moved it into... So he got the commentary you got from Daily Show, but he also got more... Honesty, I think, out of his interview subjects because he was treating them on the level. Yeah. So I, I actually really liked the way that the, the stand-up uh, bits flavored the, the overall uh, impression of the episode.
0: Yeah. And it, it, it made me think of that Black-ish episode that we talked about. This is the one with James Spader. <laughs> where they, you know, where Anthony Anderson threw it down and said, hey, I'm afraid every day that my kids might grow up to be shot. And it was a lot like that because they were obviously they're talking to black people. There's hoping white people hear it and get it, but for the most part, when he said at the end, "I'm probably the only black person who's ever walked away from a cross burning," <laughs> yeah. and you know that's that's a pretty heavy fucking thing because what he means is they were all dead. Anybody sure. who any black guy who was present at cross burning was there because he was being murdered, uh, and 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 for me and you. You know, we see him walking away from that cross at dusk, there's no one around him, and it's like, you know, obviously he's got a crew about him, and yeah. he's safe and all, but that doesn't change the history, and it doesn't change the fact that if he was there alone, he, he probably would have gotten uh, gotten accosted, at the very least, and I don't know, it, it to me it's a big deal that they even have a show like this, you know? Again, I watch it with my Canadian wife, who is above it all, because she's <laughs> Canadian. There's no racism in Canada? No, and there was never slavery, and everybody loves each other over there. Uh-huh. Um, but it's funny, because she's constantly is like, so what was the deal in Harriet Tubman again? <laughs> she doesn't, they never learned that shit over there. That's really interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, growing up in Michigan, Black History Month lasted like four or five months. Huh. You know, I had a teacher who was practically uh, a, a radical... She had t- pictures of black people all around our our classroom, and it was literally like Quincy Jones, and underneath it said "Black Producer." Bill picture of Bill Cosby, black comedian. A giant picture of Martin Luther King, as if we didn't know. Uh, and of course, she was black, but you know this was in Michigan, and I I was I felt like a better person for learning it. Yeah. Then I moved to Arizona, and everyone went what history month? <laughs> What's that? Right. That's where they don't celebrate Martin King Day, right? <laughs> well, they do now. They do. But yeah, when I was in high school, I, Arizona was the only state that didn't do that. So uh, it's interesting. This show is good because you know privileged white people can watch it and learn about the Klan because while it's great that they're dying out, it's an important piece of our history that you need to remember. Not that you need to Celebrate But that you Just like we remember The holocaust And other terrible things That happened in the world We remember that So it doesn't happen again So we say Hey asshole Could you put your Fucking civil war flag Back in your chest Because I just watched This thing about slavery And it made me feel bad Mm -hmm. So why don't you put That fucking flag away So I don't have to Feel bad anymore Don't be proud of Your bullshit heritage (laughs) Uh, But you can say that It's weird The way warning People say with triggers And all that shit now like, a, a regular old flag, American flag, could be a trigger. All, All right. right? Anything could be a trigger. Yeah, man. Fuck you with your trigger warning.
1: Yeah, it's at the risk of sounding like an old man, I agree with you.
0: Everything's a fucking trigger warning to somebody. I'm not responsible. Um, are you going to keep watching this show? Uh, not that uh, you watch, watch, watch anything. TV. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to, just so I can see. I mean, obviously, they came out of the gate strong with this clan thing. But I would love to see more because... Uh, I don't know if you watched... Uh, Last week, tonight. I've never watched it, no. The first episode of this new, not new season, but they premiered also. That was the other show that premiered. Not, again, not a uh, show that takes place in the real world. Okay. More satire. So not, it wasn't How to Make It in America. (laughs) But they did this whole thing on Puerto Rico and the state of Puerto Rico and how everything's fucked down there. And... If you don't know what's going on, like I didn't a week ago, I had no idea. I thought everything was great in Puerto Rico, but <laughs> apparently they're really fucked. Yeah. Like the way uh, Greece was fucked. Oh, really? Like they're uh, partly because their economy's in the shitter, but also because of special rules. And the, and I'm not joking. There is a law that nobody knows why it was passed. Nobody knows why or who passed it. Like they even contacted the book or, the records the John Oliver staff nobody knows and people who who talk about it in the government refer to it as that law that nobody knows how it got passed and it's a and it's law that stops basically uh, says Puerto Rico can't de- declare bankruptcy so they're fucked other states can do that and be, but because Puerto Rico's not a state mm-hmm. it can't declare bankruptcy so the whole thing's in the shitter and at the end Lin-Manuel Miranda came on and sang a song, because he's Puerto Rican, about Puerto Rico. But I had no idea about this, right? And it's a big deal, especially if you are from there or live there. And and then I watched the United Shades of America and went, I bet there are people who have no idea what the Klan is. You know, people in other countries, because that's an American thing, obviously. Mm -hmm. But there are probably people in Canada... Or uh, fucking other English-speaking countries, England, who watched last week tonight because they like John Oliver and go, What? There's still this fucking ridiculous white hate group in America? That's ridiculous. And, you know, it might not affect them like it does you and me, but it's important that people know that.
1: Yeah, and people, like, I remember um, right after high school, I guess, like in between high school and college, I was working at a video store in St. Louis County, and I, you know, I lived... From the video store I lived 15 minutes closer To St. Louis My boss lived about 20 minutes Away The other way Okay And he was like Oh yeah there's The clan's in my town like, Wow was something, really was Something that I grew up Not even knowing Was half an hour From where I lived He was like Yeah just, They had meetings And stuff out there
0: Yeah And, and I, I, You just reminded me My favorite part was Talking to the people In the community The action group They were all so Respectful and well behaved, you know, they weren't like a they weren't a uh, a rally group. Like they didn't protest. It was just like someone put a sign up. We know who did it, but we can't prove it. Mm-hmm. We have to respect their rights because it is their sign. Like you know, out here that sign would be fucking defaced immediately. Yeah, yeah. You know, and everyone and like people would watch it being done and <laughs> cheer, right, <laughs> yeah. until the cops showed up and said, "All right, all right." Break it up Like maybe they would take people downtown But there It's this And it's this big ugly yellow sign That is very hateful But it has no information on it And everyone knows who did it Who put it up But no one has defaced it No one has put another sign next to it That says fuck you with an arrow (laughs) You know (laughs) Like you see I I would certainly do that I'd fucking stand there with a sign Fuck these people But nobody did that And I thought that's That's really the best part, is that they're dealing with the clan the way they should. These guys are pretty much harmless to anybody physically. I'd say 99% harmless. But it's their words and, and, you know, the shit they say and they write down that is really harmful at this point. And you can't just let it go because, you know, just like this bathroom bullshit... Is all about out, mm-hmm. outlawing people being gay. You have to speak up because you go, well, it doesn't it doesn't affect me and whatever. Well, now your brother's gay and has to wear a pink triangle. So there you go. That's not cool. So um, let him use the bathroom he wants.
1: To change the subject um, or to go back. <laughs> now that you saw Lin Manuel Lin Manuel Miranda, yeah, on last week tonight, and you liked him, have you reversed course on Hamilton? No. Well, we, first
0: we of all, got a, we got a lot of tweets. No. Well, we got a lot of tweets from one or two people. <laughs> I think three at the most. I woke up, uh, whatever, was, what it, Wednesday or Thursday, and my Twitter notifications is like 40 Twitter notifications <laughs> because you and Katie calls it and Stephanie Smith and his big, long conversation. Oh, and Dr. West Anthony, uh, a big, yeah. long conversation about why Hamilton is or isn't good. But the, my favorite part is, Stephanie says, and the guy from from Spotlight uh, played uh, the first King George, who's the only white guy in the play, apparently. Okay. The character of King George is the only white person. And so that was a groundbreaking role, whatever. And I knew exactly who she was talking about, uh-huh. Brian Darcy James, because uh-huh. he was in Smash. Right. And when he was on Smash, I went, oh, this is a Broadway guy. And then I saw him in Spotlight and went, oh, the guy from Smash. But for six days, <laughs>
1: you've been... Offering up different male spotlight yes. cast members Well
0: because she says that guy was in it And I said, I don't know who I said first Not Michael Keaton, I think I said Mark Ruffalo Or or whoever And she was like nope <laughs> Rather than say no, it's Brian Darcy James She said nope and So I said okay, Stanley Tucci, nope <laughs> And I, I was going to do that as long as she did it yeah. Eventually she gave in and said No, this guy yeah. And I said oh the guy from Smash Which then got a like from Kate Kulzik yeah. <laughs> so it's all come full circle. I will say the show sounds good and if I but I can't even remember last time I saw The last musical I saw live was Well, well it was with The Grinch stole How the Grinch stole Christmas, but the tickets were free and we took the kids so that doesn't really count. So the last okay. actual musical I saw live was Young Frankenstein here in town at the Pantages. And I loved it. Roger Bart was in it and Sutton Foster, and and they nailed it. I thought it was a great show, but it was Young Frankenstein based on a hilarious movie that I love. You know, I I don't sit home watching Hamilton movies all day long.
1: But here's see, my thing is I don't like, I don't tend to like musicals where the style of music is some uh, soft assed water, watered down yes. version of popular music. I like. Maybe I'm being limiting here. But I like musical music,
0: like you you said. yes. I
1: like Wicked. I never saw Wicked, but I like the music. I like those songs. It's just like you said. Stuff
0: when you when you put on the soundtrack to Jesus Christ Superstar, (laughs) it sounds super dated. It sounds like you're listening to Rick Wakeman album or something. (laughs) Why should you want to know? Insult to Rick Wakeman. But uh, But that is that guitar rock. Yes. So even the shitty soundtrack to Jesus Christ Superstar. No, I thought you meant Rick Wakeman. No. Rick Wakeman? That's all synth That's synth rock, man. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking man. about. Man. I don't know what I'm talking you about. You should host a music fucking podcast. No, I would be terrible at that. Yeah, well, it would fit in perfectly with the other ones you do. You do a <laughs> shitty film and a shitty TV podcast. Right. Why don't you do a shitty music one? All right, what shitty shows are we talking about next week? <laughs> yeah, well, I am going to talk about the premiere of Person of Interest. a a show that I uh, was turned around on I thought it was dumb when it started and then I watched it and I love it and now it's it's starting its final season they're going to wrap everything up so I'm very excited for that
1: and I want to uh, talk about whatever episode of Archer is airing this week because we haven't watched this season at all yet but it's very funny
0: it's been two or three episodes it's fucking hilarious
1: Although Have you watched any this season? No I haven't
0: Because there was an episode
1: i everything this week up Well there's early.
0: this one episode That basically refers to Fletch A guy hires Archer to kill him But he okay. But then when he gets there The guy's gonna kill Archer And blah 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 And it's just, it's the same premise of Fletch Okay But they never bring it up How does Archer not know what Fletch is? got to be one of his favorite movies right I'll
1: have to watch it and see
0: yeah I mean I've, I watched tell. it a few weeks ago but when his buddy is telling him hey I got cancer I want you to kill me why doesn't he go oh just like Fletch right yeah he has to do that because it's fucking Archer
1: I'm not having seen it I'm on your side that does seem like an Archer
0: alright well next week oh, when we good. talk about Archer we'll me- remember to bring that up and we'll say whether or not it was okay. it was believable
1: well, I, I just have to remember to watch this
0: Be your superhero or Even if I tumble fall I'm okay You have never Head on me But I need you Desperate me I, I need you Desperate me Brickstone Cannot hurt me Let made Around the city Go James is allowed, my pretty neighbor, double cheek up face. high a door, wanna be your superhero, all the a running horse. I-